Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. My name is Gene Jennings, and I'm here with my buddy Chuck Gordon with Connect Hope. Chuck, how are you doing today? Man, it's great to be back. Uh, absolutely love, uh, man, this this time that we have to spend together, dude. It's great. Here we go. Yeah. It seemed like we were just together. Just... I, I know. Very recently. Yeah. In, in the same wild and crazy guest we have with us, Wes Gardner. Uh, so amazingly thankful to have Wes with us. We actually had episode one uh, last week, and Wes uh, is a, on staff at Kauke. Wes, you can say hello. I'm sorry. I keep talking here. Hey, guys. Good to hear you guys again. <laughs> well, man. I can't see you. We're not that far in technology. I can't. Not... <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, man, we're so thankful to have you back. Wes is associate pastor at Kauke Baptist, and and he leads uh, is pastor of worship, discipleship, and also counseling. And um, my relationship with the West goes back uh, some thirty plus years. And he's been on staff at Kaoki thirty four years. And dude, that is a flat out amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, don't tell them; they'll figure it out soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know both you guys, and though y'all have not met in person. Uh, uh, Gene, I don't know if you know, Wes has written a book, Ponder a New, Ponder a New, and um, it's out there. And, and Wes, Gene, Gene is also an author. Um, All right. His most recent book is uh, Discovering God's Plan. Um, That's good. My so, book's been unread by millions. How about yours? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. I tell people it's one thing to write a book. It's another thing to sell a book. So <laughs> you can't go to, if you go to Amazon.com uh, and search my name, Gene Jennings, you'll find a few books that are out there. That are out there. He's he's got a new one he's working on right now. It's humility and how I attained it. Um, <laughs> By Don yes. King. Yeah. I'm always been proud of my <laughs> He's forecasting it to be a number one bestseller. So <laughs> no, it's, yeah. uh, after that, I'm going to write how to produce an award winning podcast. Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wes, we're going to pick up where we left off with you last week. Um, you said something kind of at the end of our conversation last time. And uh, help me if I misquote you. I may say it wrong, but you, I think you said we tend to gravitate toward what makes us feel happy versus what nourishes our soul. In other words, sometimes if we're if we're if we're struggling, um, we go and binge on Netflix. We go do something uh, that makes our makes us happy, but it's not necessarily. Um, good for our soul or healthy for our soul. Am I am I saying that right? And, and help help us understand what yeah, you mean think, by that. I, I think that's I think that's true. I think when there's this this sense of depletion, their sense of, um, of of need or whatever, kind of the default reaction would be to meet that surfacely or fleshy in whatever way that <clears> is. It, or, um, and you can think of kind of. I mean, all different ways that we do that that aren't really soul nourishing. They may make us feel good for the moment, but don't really nourish our soul. But I, so, uh, I, and I think just being aware back to that, that word that we used last time is important. Okay. I'm, I'm doing, it's, it, it's okay to, to, um, to go fishing or play golf or to go exercise or whatever, but I need to realize that this is, this is a component, but that's not addressing ultimately, um, mm-hmm. The issues of my soul right and so there's some healthy ways that we do those things but then obviously <clears throat> there's some unhealthy ways and some um destructive ways that we tend to um or roads that we go down when when 
when life doesn't go our way, right? Mm. Um, yeah. But but I think I think too for us. So if, if we, back into being aware of what what nourishes our soul, um, and we live in this amazing time to where there's just a gazillion resources out there, and um, and and sometimes we look to what's trending versus to what really really is is substantive for us if that makes any sense and yeah um, yeah so you know i i may go well I, I really feel like i need to be studying the book of psalms or i need to spend some time you know in the gospels or wherever and then i talk to chuck and chuck says hey man i just cracked open oswald chambers again and oh well maybe i should be doing that you know yeah. and we kind of ping pong around uh <clears throat> and that, that's really it's super it's really prevalent, I guess, in our culture. Um, it's funny well. you say and, that because I tend to gravitate toward the classic spiritual books. I would rather read A.W. Mm -hmm. Tozer or mm -hmm. I read Oswald Chambers a good bit yeah. or or I tend to go to a lot of the classic uh, Christian books for, for spiritual uh, nourishment for me as opposed to the latest bestseller from Lifeway or whatever. Yeah. Um, yes. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and and some of it's 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 good. It's not. I mean, I'm not like I don't want to pee in their cornflakes. I mean, it's just not that. It's just it it just being aware of of kind of what's trending versus what's substantive overall. And and it and it's okay to have to do some of those on occasion. But sure, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a. I'm just I'm not a I'm not a disciplined planner guy. But um, I think there's something to establishing kind of a daily rhythm. And this is what. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read X amount of time from this particular thing. And, and sometimes, I mean, um, if you ever walk into a gym, right, you kind of see like uh, this, you know, the 1980s Russian powerlifter guy, <laughs> you know, he's wearing rec specs and he's got the big belt on. And he's got chalk all the way up to his elbows and he's walking around and he goes straight to the squat machine, but will never go to the treadmill. You never see him do any cardio, right? And then you also see this this guy that you know he's got to get his wife to carry the wood in, or he can't open the pickle jar. But he, all he does is run, right? Mm -hmm. and, and because we kind of we kind of lean towards those things that are easy for us. But maybe what the powerlifter guy he probably needs to do a little cardio stuff, and maybe the cardio guy probably needs to get a little stronger. You know, mm -hmm. we, I think when it comes to spiritual growth and nourishing our soul we need to be aware of that that there's some vegetables that we probably need to add to our plate hmm. that's good and that's that's yeah. rich yeah um the uh yeah not not, not so yet. much not so much doing the kind of what they uh you know we go toward this well-rounded but at the same time it's looking at are are we being well are we feeding well um yeah sometimes we we dip in in ponds or or in wells that really are are very shallow or have no substance. Um, yeah. And, and uh, just because a, a, a well is, is popular doesn't mean it's it has any substance to it. Um, right. And so what are those substantive things over the course of that's good. the life of a believer? Right. Obviously, God's <clears throat> word has to be a part of that. Yeah, it has to be. That's an essential piece. Right. And so if, if that's if that's absent in a leader's life, then that that, that says something, doesn't it? Um, yeah. God's people need to be a part of that, right? Uh, spiritual disciplines, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, but but all, all that to say, I think last time we talked about just that temptation that we have to uh, to walk around in the armor of Saul, 
in some ways, just the idea of, uh, hey, hey, put this on. It really doesn't fit you. It's going to give you blisters in places you didn't know you had, but, um, and it's not going to be effective. So what, you know, what resonates deep within your soul that's within, within that? I, I don't know how that, how that plays out for the, I don't know. We, we tend to kind of just put evangelic guilt, a friend of mine uses that word on, on other people for, for, you know, oh, well. What was the uh, word? What was the word? Evangelical guilt. Oh, evangelical. That's good. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That, that, uh, so yeah, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, and uh, um, sometimes you'd I rather have a slingshot for the battle than put on somebody else's armor. But right, that's a great yeah, analogy. And, and so I, it may have been Gary Thomas, you know, the sacred marriage guy. I think he wrote a like sacred pathways or sacred. Something, something uh, sacred. Yeah, something. It was something sacred, and it, it was just a <laughs> reminder that you know you're wired a certain way. You know, some people, um, you know, they would they could talk about a, a verse in the Bible for thirty minutes and where this comma should go, and they just really get into that. Mm -hmm. uh, but they they wouldn't have a conversation with a friend for for nothing, or they wouldn't serve in a ministry. You know, I, I think there's there's. Just realize how God's wired you. You're going to need God's word. You're going to need God's people. You're going to need some spiritual disciplines. You've got to have that. But, but how that kind of uh, looks in your world and in the season of your life may be a little bit different. And don't don't apologize for your watering schedule or your feeding schedule, kind of where you yeah. are. Hmm. Um, so it's so again hearing hearing another one kind of jump into last week is it, having that awareness of of where we are having uh, people that can speak truth in their life. Um, mm -hmm. And, and again, not apologizing for, for basically prioritizing spending time in God's word. Um, right. Yeah. The, yeah. And I, I, um, with, with the number of options that we have available, I love the fact that Gene, you mentioned toes are just kind of having that classic, uh, bedrock, just being able to go back to those things. But there's so, you know, if you look at CBD or uh, Amazon or CBD, that has a bad connotation now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah that's Christian, 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 Christian book distributors. Book distributors. <laughs> what are y'all doing out there at Coyote, man? Come on, let's talk about this. That's a whole nother session. <laughs> at Coyote Baptist Church. Yeah. Um, no, okay, Rabbit. I was say Rabbit Trail. Uh, I was, I was uh, making a note in my phone, asked Siri to, uh, contact Wes Gardner at Kauke and, and uh, it, it tried to look up Wes at karaoke. So um, <laughs> that's amazing. It, yeah. never could, never could get karaoke <laughs> in there. So that's anyway, that's funny. major rabbit trail. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, but okay. So, um, but, but we've got, you know, the paradox of choice or whatever they got Schwartz wrote that book years ago. There's so many options or that you've heard the, the, um, the missionary guy coming back and he goes to the grocery store to look for potato chips and there's a potato chip aisle, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my goodness how do you it was just we get paralyzed by these different options oh yeah you know? yeah um and so you got that there's the paralysis of the options but two we have this kind of mindset that we can have it all and we can do it all we can read them all and you just really can't you know it's like i think harrison scott key is a guy that i mean somewhere in savannah he did a little ted talkie thing or something it was really good and he used the analogy of you know like uh, going to piccadilly or one of those places where they have a value meal uh -huh. you know, these are the meat. These are the meats available. Choose one. But these are the sides. Choose two. And and we want to have every meat and we have every side. And you just you can't do it. And so how do you 
just realize, okay, here's, here's the core stuff. This is what I really, I, I, I need, I need a meat in three sides or whatever it is. And the meat has to be God's word. And uh, the sides can be a little different kind of depending on your life, but you can't like go through life with chocolate pudding all the time. Okay. No doubt. Enough of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I know a few years back, actually, it's probably good 13, 14 years ago. I, I'd had uh, lunch with um, Steve Davis, you know, pastor at True North and, we were, he was praying about going a certain direction, uh, message wise. And, and he shared, he was started reading a book called, um, leading on empty by Wayne Cordero. And, Mm. um, I just remember he he talked about how good it was. And yes, this was one of those moments where I was kind of like, Hey, okay. I I was struggling with, okay. You know, just personal walk. I I can do message prep, but I, I want there to be so much more of a personal walk. And, and, and it was one of those times that I did pick up, okay, well, well, Steve said it's good. I'm going to go grab it. And uh, he recommended it. And it, it really actually, to me, was revolutionary and, and it addressed, it kind of was that awareness of, man, this is right where I am. Because um, I was leading on empty and, and I started doing what he calls SOAP. It's the you know, scripture observation application prayer. Um, and I didn't do it kind of the way he, I did a little different than he prescribes in the book. Uh, I wasn't going, I think he was kind of reading through the Bible in a year type approach, uh, you know, 30,000 feet. And I'm like, I really want to go scripture by scripture. And so I was going mm. one, two, three scripture verses a day and, and, and started it. And it actually became, uh, it, it really changed my personal walk with Christ. I was trying to you know, dig in uh, on a daily basis and was praying, but I just felt time in God's word was a struggle. Um, even though I was there, it's just, I was reading and it wasn't absorbing and and so it, it was kind of that thing of uh, that well it, it seemed empty and and so I started doing that and it really like I said revolutionary for me doesn't work for everybody but mm-hmm. I absolutely love that and even kind of I became a joke with Gene about this I'm kind of legalistic and that when I, I teach preach I, I really don't pull from anything that I I've done in the last you know few weeks I usually try to I, I might pull from something I did you know, a month ago, two months ago, because I don't want my God time, as I call it, mm. to be purely for the resource for Sunday morning. And, and I, from multiple meetings with pastors, I know many pastors out there, their time in God's word is purely for Sunday morning prep. Sermon prep. And, and it's, yeah. and they're, I, I, I'm just convicted and convinced you, you can't have spiritual health at the level you want to have it. If the only time we're digging in God's word is for, is to dispense to somebody else. Um, yeah. If we're, we're only dipping out of a well to pour that out to somebody else, there's no overflow in our own cup. Um, anyway, but so I, I, I firmly agree with you. And I think that's, you know, we've got to yeah. find what that method is and, and dig in and make it a priority. Um, that's huge. You know, you told me about, I think it was uh, Divine Mentor. Yes. It was yes. Book. You, you um, recommended to me about that, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. Essentially. That, it might have been it might have been divine mentors either leading on empty or divine mentors what mm. Steve did but they both talk about ultimately uh, use with soap and and uh, or that you know study method and so I've got you know people call it journaling I'm like ah, I don't see it quite as journaling it's just digging God's word and mm. and but man it's 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 crazy how it, it can for me it's opened up a depth of of um, of love for God's word whereas before it was just kind of a surface I'm reading it but nothing's sticking. Um, mm. and, uh, even though there are verses that stuck uh, on a consistent daily basis. So, um, that's, huge. you know, years ago, I heard, a, 
uh, a message by Tim Keller. I don't know if it was a message or a talk he gave to a bunch of pastors. And he was talking about uh, kind of the night before he was prepping for a message and he, he didn't have anything, quote unquote, just had that kind of sense of uh, just really. And, and he he made this observation. He said, you know what it's like when you, you it's Saturday night or Sunday morning and you really don't feel like. And of course, you could you could almost hear in the in the group, you're like, yeah, but we we get it. And, and so he said he just he did like kind of what he would normally do. He just went back to Romans and Romans chapter one, just kind of going through some things. Mm. And wow. Um, and then he was he read that part in Romans one, and I memorized it as the righteous shall live by faith, right? Um, and and he he mentioned it in a way that kind of an alternate translation that I'd never heard before. He said. He who through faith is righteous shall live. Uh, hmm. That's an alternate translation. Of, hmm. That was in verse 17, one I forget. But, um, but, but, but the point was this. You know, he's a Presbyterian, and God doesn't speak to Presbyterians. But he, so he said, um, <laughs> he said it was almost as if God said to me. You know, uh, he said I read that. You know, he who through faith is righteous shall live. And he said yes to him. But he who through preaching is righteous dies every Saturday night. Wow! And, um, wow! And I was like, man, he who through music ministry is righteous. He who yeah. through approval of is righteous dies every time you don't get it. And so what does it mean to, okay, I'm righteous through faith, through yeah. faith in Christ. And that, that, that comes from, I don't know, just maybe sometimes it comes from some bruises, but um, just wow. from the realization that, hey, you know, anyway. So all, all that to say, we, we tend to get those needs met in unhealthy ways if we're not careful. Wow. And, just well, we, temptation. we, we, um, just in, in hearing, I really appreciate all you've been sharing it in hearing, uh, so much of the context of what you've been sharing, the, the theme, the focus, it, it really boils down to, we've got to make that priority relationship with Christ, that, that being our pursuit, not, not that we'd be a, a better pastor, not that we'd be a, a better leader of our staff. Um, but that, that pursuit of Jesus is our our optimal goal, our, our, our battle. I kind of, I'm going to pull from actually, I, I read through, uh, was looking at some of your old blogs and I love this one quote you had pulled from Dimitri Martin. He was talking about battle of the bands and you'll probably remember this, but hmm. he said at the battle of the bands, the loser is always the audience. Um, yeah. and <laughs> you, you quoted that and I loved it, but just, I wonder how many of us, when we're, uh, when, when we're basically making our, our, our battle or competition, uh, being, uh, better than some other church down the street or being a better preacher than whatever else, man, uh, our audience, our, our flock, the, the sheep are, are always the losers um, because, and we're losing because we're not deepening in a relationship with Christ and they're just getting competition. They're not getting um, the, I know that's not the context you wrote it when mm -hmm. you were, what you were saying, but so uh, true. It, it just, it mm -hmm. sunk in with me as I really like that. Just, when we're competing with something else and we're not really, we're not making the main thing, the main thing, you know, that I have victory in my personal relationship with Christ. I'm never going to be healthy enough to lead the way I'm called to lead. I'm never going to be healthy enough to, uh, to call others to follow Christ the way he's called me to call them. Did, did you, have we talked about um, you and I, Chuck, that the Ortberg quote that he got from, from Dallas Willard. I don't know where he was at the time. I don't know if he was at Menlo or at Willow or whatever. Oh, uh, he, um, <laughs> he, you know, he, he, he had made regular, I guess, time to meet with Dallas Willard and, and he went one time to kind of talk about, man, the people in our church are not growing spiritually. I just, 
I can't seem to, 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 to get over that. And, and he said, Willard told him that you must spend your days um, understanding and developing um, deep contentment, joy, and satisfaction in your, in your everyday walk with Christ. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the people in our church. Wow. They're not growing. He said, you need to spend your days where you discover deep joy, contentment, and satisfaction in your walk with Jesus, you know? And, and he's like, listen, um, I'm not a great preacher. Uh, things are not great at home. I'm filling this in. Um, I'm not the best parent. The deacons are mad. And he said, I'm not telling you you need to find your contentment in your ability as a preacher or in the way your kids turn out. You need to find it in your relationship with Christ because that's the only thing that you have to offer your people is a changed wow. life. And I was like, man, you know, that here's the thing. Like when we talk about that, that resonates deep within. But when you walk out of your office or when you get kind of in the, in the, in the current of it, it's, it's hard to get, stay rooted in that, you know? Mm. Um, so, but yeah, that's ultimately it. I think um, Ortberg had a book called soul care. Yeah. He that sounds familiar. It, it may be, it may be in, in that, that book. book, but uh, I'm, I'm here. I read that story as well. It's good. It's mm. good. So Wes, we need to, uh, we need to wrap this baby up. So do you have any other, Let's wrap it. any other wisdom bits of wisdom for us or any final thoughts? That's it, man. I'm tapped out. That's it. <laughs> Done. <Yeah>. Good. <laughs> Too bad it's Wednesday when we're recording this, so I, I have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I forgot, man. We, hey, listen, we work on we, Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah, that's right. yeah exactly. Oh, Those are the only two yeah. days Two days you work anyway. Well, it's only at well, night. It's our golf day. We don't do it on Wednesdays here. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, so incredibly honored to have you on, Wes. Thank you so much. Um, if you'd like to contact Wes or be in touch with him, uh, you can reach out to us at connecthope.org. You can go to our contact page and, and uh, get information to contact me, and I will get you in touch with Wes Gardner. Or you can reach out to him at Coyote Baptist. Um, and, uh, again, he's on staff there, and we absolutely love the ministry he's doing. As I mentioned, I've referred uh, countless people. Probably Wes is probably like, no, don't tell anybody else to come my way. <laughs> no, he. Uh, I, it's, it's been amazing. Some of the miracle stories uh, even have a – couple that moved away and they recently moved back and and it's one of the miracle stories of, of god at work they were literally uh on their way out the door and and divorce papers and everything else and just um I, how i thank god for the way uh god placed west in their uh, in their life and i've even kind of joked any any couple i refer to west and, and i don't know if i've told you west i this but I, I said you may go to other counselors and there's some that are really good i said but west he has this uh, i believe it's god-given gift that uh, he's looking through your back porch screen door and mm -hmm. he knows what you put in your grits. Um, it just, it, there's a, a perception that I believe God's given you. And um, that's one of the incredible things I, I love about you, bro. Is just the, the way he's gifted you and, and you speak the truth and you definitely speak it at a different angle than most, most people are thinking, but they don't know how to verbalize it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so um, absolutely love you, man. So honored you mm -hmm. on with us. Man, thank Wes, you. It's great. Yeah. yeah, likewise. Go ahead, Gene. Wes, Sorry. thank you. Uh, just going to say thank you for your wisdom and insight and experience, and we we loved enjoying, loved and enjoyed talking to you. So thanks oh, a lot for great. joining us. Great being with you guys. Thank you. It was a blessing. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for listening to the Connect Hope podcast, and we will hear from you next time. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous.